Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Hiba. I am so excited. It's a beautiful day. We have an amazing amazing guest and today we are going to cover a rare topic that is chicken farming for youngsters. So if you do not think about it, here is some information. You can even venture into it as a business. And um our guest for today <laughs> uh wants to remain anonymous due to his own personal reasons and I just told him to choose a capital city uh to represent his name uh the money he style you know <laughs> so mister which capital city are you choosing to be your name for today uh it's not a capital city it's a town a state and it's big texas texas okay you choose a state okay yes okay mister texas how how are you I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Are you a student? Are you working? Yes, I'm a student, but I still work uh alongside that freelancing. Uh we should not just disclose what kind of business I'm running apart from the chicken obviously. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let's take it away. Welcome back. We're with Mr. Texas and in case you missed our last segment, he's going to talk about the chicken business uh as an entrepreneurial uh sector. And him as a young guy, as a young person, he has ventured into the business and you know, he's going to give us a bit of how, uh his experience, his challenges, what he so as the pros and cons and you know all that. So yeah, Mr. Texas. You said you are a student or a or a business person or both? Both. Or you you both? A little bit of both. Okay. Okay. Um tell us more about why did you choose chicken uh the chicken business that is uh to start with. Uh first of all, I love chicken. It's white meat. Uh-huh. And it's way healthier than red meat. Okay. I don't know if most people know that. But chicken is the least how do I put this? It doesn't require a lot of labor as compared to its counterparts, cows, goats, you know, all the other livestock. Mhm. And it takes a small piece of land. Mhm. As compared uh, to cows. Approximately how how much land is that correct? Is that correct English? Oh my god. How much In, space? Uh, yeah, how much space? Thank you. How much space does it require to start up that business? In case you want to start how how much space will do require? Let's say for 100 ch- 100 um chicken. Um Let's look at it this way. Mm-hmm. You use one chicken and it depends on the breed. Okay. And also these days they have breeds that are way big. So there's a general rule of thumb, one chicken for every one square foot. Mhm. But you'll find for these improved uh breeds, mhm, it'll take up to four square feet. Mhm. And that gives the chicken, that's accommodating the chicken's uh activities. Uh uh lying down, laying eggs, <clears throat> giving it room to play around. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, it's like human beings when you're sitting in a conference room. You want space to spin around in your chair <laughs> and spread your legs. Same thing as chickens. That improves productivity because now they have space to play and get to fall for their feathers, <laughs> if you may say. Okay. Um, that's, that's nice. I, I actually didn't think of it like that. And tell us more about the breeds. Which kind of breed were you dealing with? I've dealt with all. I started with Kenyeji, the pure Kenyeji breeds. Uh-huh. That's from the chickens we used to have in the house, mm-hmm. uh, in the compound. Mm-hmm. Then. Sorry, guys, there's a motorbike that's passing. Oh my god! Uh-huh. <laughs> then I moved to the improved Kenyeji. Mm-hmm. Now, the improved Kenyeji is a lot nowadays. And it's simply the pure Kenyeji that has been uh, done research on. And then they. They take a specific gene and breed a, a specific chicken tailored to either lay eggs or for meat. Is that's, that is that called in, interbreeding or that's that's just different? I don't know. You know, with interbreeding, mm-hmm. you can breed an animal and it becomes infertile, which you'll find in broilers and layers. You can't breed a layer. Like for layers, you'll find only hens now that's a female chicken it's called a hen and oh my god oh my god mr texas i know what a female chicken is called but oh well uh-huh but for yeah for layers you won't find hens there are no cocks and then for broilers you'll find both hens and cockerels um so you'll find um where were we <laughs> okay, let me let me just break it down for you. Uh, you said which kind of breed were you dealing with the last time? Are you still venturing into the business right now? Yes, but not on a large scale anymore because of COVID. Things are a bit tough. Ah, okay, that's a mm. challenge, yeah. Mm. Okay, so w- right now you're dealing, you're dealing, you're venturing into the business. You're re- you've already invested. Or small scale. Small scale, yes. yeah. What kind of breed are you dealing with right now? It's improved Kenyaji, Kenyaji, you know. What's improved Kenyaji? Please help us understand. So improved Kenyaji, there is... Uh, a normal chicken doesn't lay eggs. Pure breed, uh, pure breed. Uh, the indigenous chicken, they don't lay eggs every day. They have to take a break, you mm-hmm. know. I'd say one day. And then the whole cycle repeats itself. But for improved chickens, they will lay more eggs than... Um, the indigenous ones okay. and when you look and they are larger in size so you can use them both for meat and um, eggs okay but at the same time you get the qualities of an indigenous chicken they, they're not demanding you can do free range unlike the broilers and the layers that we have you can't do free free range with them they're very sensitive to diseases and the environment that they're in so they have to be taken care of and okay. be put under controlled environment so as to ensure maximum production but for improved kenyaji you don't need all that it's, it's typically uh indigenous chicken but now it's buffed up oh, more meat. meat okay <laughs> i understand so let me let me ask if for example um 
I want to venture into the chicken business and I have no idea as to what kind of breed I'm to start with. Kindly uh, advise us on that. Well, uh, for every business, what you want to do is to do the research. Uh-huh. There are so many chicken farmers and there are so many chicken farms. Mm-hmm. So you must identify what you want your chickens to do. Do you want them for eggs? Do you want them for uh, meat? Mm-hmm. Or do you want them for both? Okay. If you want them for, bo- for both, mm-hmm. go for the indigenous. Well, the indigenous, they will take seven months for them to reach maturity. Mm-hmm. But for the improved Kenyaji, they'll get up to four and a half months and then you'll start seeing production. Do you so it so, depends yeah. your your end goal. Is yes. it your time constraint okay. uh, plus indigenous chickens they take they, they don't they don't um, they don't use a lot of capital unlike improved energy. Okay. So if you if you're short on cash Go for the indigenous. If you have a little bit of room, wiggle room to put in more cash, you can go for the indigenous. So, uh, can you tell us the benefits of chicken farming? Why why should you venture into chicken farming in the first place? Uh, Apart from, of course, you know, meat and probably the eggs. As in, why? Why exactly? What makes it unique? What makes it unique from the other kind of businesses that people are venturing into? Well, for every business, you need to ask yourself, uh, do you like what you're doing? Are you into it? You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get into a business and then you find yourself, you, you like what it's giving you, but you don't enjoy doing it. So... Uh, the reason why I would do it is because I love chicken, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's because it doesn't require a lot of labor. Okay, it doesn't require a lot of labor. And resources. Okay, I think But that. that's, a bit, that's a bit of an opinion because you'll find someone who has land they can, they can use. But at the same time, you'll find someone else who's not, who doesn't have that at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's a little bit tough to explain why I would venture into it. But if you ask me personally, it's because I love chicken. And it's okay. my favorite meal. But uh, so many people say that um, chicken does not require a lot of input per se. Yes. Um, it's, it's manageable. If you are really interested in it, it's, it's manageable. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I think you just need to... to yeah, as you said, it does. It doesn't require much labor, and it doesn't require much space. But again, I, I just feel like it also depends on the number of chicken that you have, yeah. Because if you have a large number, you also need space. Yes. Uh, tell us uh, about mixing. Uh, I remember some time back, uh, my mom, who also ventures into the same business, was telling me that you should not uh, mix the the chicken that are laying eggs and the other chicken? Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. But uh, The chicken that are laying eggs so that the eggs can become chicks. I don't know how to say it in English. I just know it in my... You know, in the okay, I, get, I get you. Uh, there are guys who, who their goal is to have a hatchery. Okay. So at the end of all the 
raising and the rearing of chicken. Mm-hmm. You, they want eggs to hatch chicks mm-hmm. and then they sell the chicks instead of selling the eggs. Mm-hmm. Now that's a whole different business because now you have to include machinery into your uh, business plan, you know, all those assets that you'll need to acquire. Okay. Uh, but you can, you can mix them, there's no problem. Unless you, you're talking about uh, putting aside or creating a separation between the mature chicken and the chicks, like the ones who started laying and are ready for uh, to be slaughtered. To be slaughtered okay. You know, and and how how long does it take for them to get ready to be slaughtered from when they they are small chicks? Like I said, for the improved, it's four and a half. Mm-hmm. For the indigenous, it's seven, seven months. Okay. For the broilers, which are pure, purely bred for meat, mm-hmm. those ones can take anywhere between five weeks to six weeks. Five weeks. weeks. Yes. Wow. They're very profitable, and they they can still put you in a big financial hole <laughs> if you don't plan yourself well and ah. do your research properly. That's beautiful. Uh, in our next segment, we're going to just talk about um, more about the chicken. Uh, so stay tuned. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. In this segment, we're going to talk more about chicken and its entrepreneurial benefits, the pros and cons of a chicken business, and all that. So, uh, we're with Mr. Texas here, and um, I want to ask him a few questions. Like, what's the price of a day-old chick? For example, for you who are out there and maybe you want to you know, know, the, know the price of a day-old chick, how much, how much does a day-old chick go for, approximately? Uh, that should be from 80, 80 shillings to 120 shillings. Okay. And that's information you can get on the internet because hatcheries and chicken farms put it out there. Okay. When you're selling the chicken, you can find them on Facebook. Um, even some of the big chicken farms online. Okay. Uh-huh. That's nice. Uh, you said from 80 shillings to 120, yeah? Yes, depending on the breed. And the maturity duration, you say, uh, but it depends. You said yes. it depends according to the breed, yeah? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the feeding consumption. That is, um, the kind of, chicken have a, a specific kind of feed, yeah? Or let's say food. They have their own food, chicken food, yeah? Yes, it depends with the breed again okay uh indigenous and the pure breeds they don't feed the same okay feeds uh-huh indigenous will eat anything anything a chicken can eat but for the broilers and the layers mm-hmm. they specifically have tailor-made food feed for them <laughs> it's feed. Oh. i'm always thinking about food but it's still food it's still food it's just that it's it's feed. We call them feed, chicken feed. It's not chicken food. So you said, uh, for example, the broilers, what kind of feed, food uh, <laughs> do they do they consume? So they have a very high metabolism rate. Okay. And they use a lot of energy. So 
and that's because of the feed. That's for their broilers, yeah. That's the broilers. Mm -hmm. And the feed mm -hmm. gives them that energy to, you know, gain that weight quickly. Now you cannot give that same feed to the indigenous; it will kill them. Okay. And you can only get that kind of feed from a specific company. Mm -hmm. There are several companies, but it's very hard to manufacture. You know, they have all these formulas. But for the broilers, they have their own feeds. For the indigenous chicken and the improved Kenyaji chickens, mm -hmm. you can give them anything. Meat, wheat, barley. Of course, don't feed them what chickens don't eat. Uh, like onions, I think. Chickens, chickens don't eat onions. Chickens don't eat don't eat onions. Yes, they don't eat <laughs> onions. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. They don't eat onions. Chickens don't eat onions. Okay. <laughs> Why? I, okay, I, I what does know. onions do to them? I don't know. I know they do things to human beings. They make you cry. I guess the chickens do cry when they eat onions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Okay, let's talk about the grower's mash. The grower's mash is a, is a type of a chicken feed, yeah? Yes. Uh, It's for what kind of breed so i'll just go breed? through the feeds uh -huh. from day old to maturity uh -huh. so when they're day old you give them chicken mash uh -huh. now this is feed that helps them grow and develop you know it's like a it's like baby food okay you can't give uh adult feed to babies yeah you have to give specific type of food that will help and is easily digestible at the same time, it will boost the growth and development of the baby. Okay. That's the chick in this case. And then once it gets to a certain age, mm -hmm. in this case, you, it's a few months, uh, you give them grower's mash. Now, grower's mash will uh, boost them and it will accelerate that growth rate. And then once they get to the maturity or before... Uh, you have to mix the feeds before you switch them. You can't switch them. Uh, just once. Just once. The chicken will get stressed out. And <laughs> you don't want that for your chicken. Otherwise, they'll have a bad growth and development stage. So what you do, you mix half and half, three-quarter and three-quarter. You know, you increase mm -hmm. and reduce ratios for the ones they're coming from to the ones they're going to. And then you have the layers mash. Mm -hmm. Either layers mash or finisher mash. Okay. Now, for the finisher, that's for the broilers. Mm -hmm. For the layers, it's for the layers, and also you can feed it to the improved Kenyan chickens. And pretty much you feed layers much after that. There are indigenous chicken feed mm -hmm. that have come up uh, of late mm -hmm. uh, Kenyaji uh, feeds. Mm -hmm. um, you can get them in your local uh, agro vets. Just walk in and ask for Kenyaji feeds, and they will give you. You can get them uh, 70 kg bags, 90 kg bags, even 10 kg bags, depending on the quantity of chicken you have. And but you have to know the calculations of the quantity you have to feed each chicken. If it's a business, you don't just go feeding chicken according to what you think, you have to take into account. You're putting in a lot of money. Now, the feeds are the ones that you use a lot of money on. Mm -hmm. So, you really need to be careful how much chick how much food you're giving into it. Okay. Uh, a little bit of a warning. If you feed the, the layer mash to chickens, young chickens, uh, the layers, uh, they're called pullets, just before the chickens we just started 
laying like days. Oh, okay. They lay very small eggs, mm-hmm. but the, those eggs become larger as they grow. If you f- give layers mash at the stage of growers mash, you'll damage the hens. I don't know what it's called, where it develops the eggs. And that can be can be detrimental to the growth. And you'll find your chickens are small. They're very tiny, they look like quills. <laughs> oh, so, because of the feeds. Yeah, so it's important oh, okay. to give like I said, it's like giving baby food to adult feed. Uh uh baby food. Giving adult food to babies. Uh-huh, that's also a tongue twister. <laughs> okay. Uh so you need to be really careful. Okay. And get your uh, ratios right when you're switching. Otherwise, don't rush the process. Like you, you feel like you want. You want them to, them to be laying. big. Yes. So don't. fast so that you can sell them or something. They'll like have that. a standard growth. Ah, okay. I, I really did not know that. And um, chicken. How is water important to chicken? Water Just, is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we know that even as human beings. Yeah. Uh, if you don't feed chickens water, they'll stop laying eggs. Ah, uh, okay. So it's it's a it's a requirement. Uh, yes. For them to. Yes. Uh, so, so let's say someone is in an arid or semi-arid area where water sometimes is a bit scarce. Mm. How can you you know? And they want to venture into the chicken business. How can you advise them? Buy a big tank, ten thousand liters, and then store water. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then that will work. Yes, uh, I can tell you for sure. Water is a big issue, especially if you're raising broilers. If you don't feed broilers water in the next one or two days, they'll lose weight a lot quicker than you'd imagine. Yeah. If the food is not as bad if they don't feed for a day, but the water is really important. It can have detrimental issues to their weight gain. Oh, okay. At, uh, last but not least, just tell us about the diseases. You know, people just think, um, I, I have a friend of mine who ventured into the business and then some disease just came and wiped out almost 150 chickens at once, you know? So tell us about the diseases and how you can, you know, uh, prevent it from infecting your chicken and stuff stuff like that there are a lot of diseases that face chicken and some are bacteria some are viral mm-hmm. uh, do, there do is, you know of any? yes okay I'll just give some of the ones that I've come across there's okay. Newcastle there's Gumboro and there is what now? Gumboro <laughs> <laughs> now Gumboro is one that I faced and and there's also water belly water belly disease where you find a chicken on the underside has some water uh, what I did with my chicken is at one point they had the water belly and I just sucked the water using a syringe and a needle and that solved the issue but if, the, if it gets to a certain stage you can't reverse it so it's important to inspect your chicken every time you go into the chicken coop and make sure I know it if you have a thousand chicken, mm-hmm. you'll have to put a put aside a day to do that. There are vaccines and uh, drugs that you use for the to curb such diseases and to also prevent. There are stages at which you're supposed to administer those um, 
vaccines. Okay. There's some hatcheries that administer those vaccines at the hatchery just after the chickens are have hatched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they save you a lot of trouble uh, to have to go through the pro- process. Uh, okay. So, um, do you need a vet, a vet, a veterinary? Well, someone like me, I'm, I'm a bit a hands-on guy, so I, I know how to read chicken, if I may say. <laughs> you spend a lot of time with chicken, you don't know even how to like, I'm saying call for them a out. For a beginner, you'll, you'll need a vet. Mm-hmm. But once you, once you, once the first season goes, the second season, by the third season, you already know. A dying chicken, a sick chicken, one is healthy. Even by the poop, the poop also gives you uh, an idea of how the chicken is, uh, how how the chicken's health is. So you need to make sure you pay attention to all of these things: chicken behavior, are the feathers drooped? Is it uh, is the poop? Is the poop red? Is it milky? Wait, the poop can be red. Yes. A chicken's poop. Yes, that's because of the intestinal lining. The intestine lining can. It starts to bleed or something. Yes, even for humans, it tend, it tends to do that sometimes. But for chicken, it's a bit more common. But sometimes it's alarming. Sometimes there's no need to cause an alarm. But you need you do need to attention because then you'll know the kind of disease you're facing at some at some point ah okay so um do you know of some medicines that maybe you've learned along the way or maybe do you know of the names or is there a bit <laughs> uh there are different medicines uh to cure certain diseases but if you are a beginner guys please go for the vets yeah? yes Go for the vet. Yeah, and then you learn. You can go for the veterinary. You can go for the veteran. Depends on how you take it. Okay. <laughs> By veteran, I mean someone who's experienced in that area. Maybe your neighbors has raised chicken more than more times than you can count. Oh, for so many years, yeah. Yes. So they might have a a clue. Yes. On what medicine to use. Yeah, because sometimes maybe beginners cannot afford a veterinary. Yes. You know? So um, you can ask around for information, research, or if you can just go and tell the aggravate uh, what kind of symptoms your bird is facing. Even take pictures of the bird or pictures of the poop or even videos. <laughs> it I know like, it sounds. Yo, it sounds. <laughs> Mr. Aggravate man, here's the poop of my chicken. It sounds Please awkward, but <laughs> think of it this way. Uh-huh. Even a doctor will ask you for a sample of poop and urine just to, ah. take, <laughs> just to do some research and find out what disease you might be suffering from. It's the same thing with chicken. Take pictures, go show the vet. You can even keep them in your database for future references. Now that's how you grow and you become an expert in chicken rearing. Ah, that's nice. So how much is an egg going for right now? Um, I want to give you guys why uh, an idea of why you should venture into this lucrative business. Mm-hmm. How much is a chicken right now? For the okay, in the market you find guys calling eggs. When you go buy eggs, they'll ask, "Do you want my year grade?" 
as in eggs for the great chicken the great chicken are the layers mm-hmm. and they also ask you oh do you want the kenya g eggs now the kenya g eggs are more expensive uh-huh. they are 20 shillings and uh, 20 okay. shillings but in a uh, in some places it ranges from 15 to 20 yeah it's 20 shillings okay yes uh-huh uh It might be lower, I don't know, but I'm gauging this uh, with the area that I the cherry side in. Yes. Yeah? And okay. for the grade it's between 10 10 to 15 depending on where you Yeah, you'll find in from. other places it's 10, but mostly 11, 12, mm. 13 to 15. So let's yes. just say 10 to 15 shillings. So that's imagine- the farm price. That's that's the price the farmer is selling them at not the retailer the oh, farmer so what's the retail price it depends okay you know that that's that's going to cost a lot of cost maybe the guy who's buying the eggs has to travel so he has to take into account the oh yeah all those cost of traveling so and how much does a crate a, a tray sorry a tray of eggs a tray of eggs has approximately 30 eggs yeah yes 30 eggs so uh, you guys if you're venturing into the chicken business and maybe let's say uh, one egg goes for 20 shillings for the kenyeji ones uh that's how much that's um, 600. 600 shillings for one tray so assuming you have there is a catch there mm-hmm. uh so you can sell them unfertilized or fertilized for the indigenous Now for the What indigenous so for kenyaji you obviously have chicken the hens and the cocks in the same coop mm-hmm. so the eggs you collect they are fertilized okay if someone oh, if wants there, if yeah. there's a if there's a rooster yeah if there's a rooster in they they obviously fertilized okay and those are a bit pricey if you specifically ask for fertilized eggs they even go up to 750 850 oh wow yes so it's it's up to you yeah it's up to you what you want to sell do you want to sell eggs for consumption or for hatching so you guys uh, that's for indigenous uh for broilers uh let's say you sell it at 11 shillings and uh, layers Oh layers layers sorry yeah. layers Brilliant. layers are layers. solely for for laying eggs yeah yes. So um guys it's a really if you're out there maybe you do not have a job and you have a piece of land that you can you know you, you can set up a chicken business why not you can get some good money and with time you learn a lot and farming has its own challenges yeah but I'm sure with time you're going to you're going to be a master yes so um what would you advise someone who wants to join the business one i think it's patience <laughs> the other thing is and the most important thing is people want to make money you know mm-hmm. you want to make money but you have to plan on how you want to get that money and you have to do proper research like proper proper research i did research for two years mm-hmm. And I worked as a chicken handler. Handler? I raised chicken for a relative of mine for one month. Mm-hmm. And that helped me understand the and ins what? and outs of chicken farming. And the shortcomings and all, and all you would want to know. So you, 
you need to do the proper research go and find out how much eggs are costing at the market mm-hmm. hotels how much they buy um uh eggs and the meat mm-hmm. how much crates are everything that you need even the how much water you'll need for your chicken do all that costs mm-hmm. and then you definitely get everything right okay not everything per se but 90% of everything will be right okay you'll be gambling okay so um the catch here is research 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 research, research. every good business is set on a fo- the best foundation for is uh, and you business. don't have to start with a lot of chicken yeah you can always yes. start with um 10 5 let me okay let me give you this mm-hmm. a kenyaji chicken mm-hmm. uh rooster mm-hmm. when it's mature at 7 months old it goes for 1500 shillings depending on the season okay christmas time it can, it can go up to 2000 mm-hmm. depending on the season and also the size of the chicken and it's almost christmas guys and you have eggs also you're selling mm-hmm. so in case you choose the kenyaji way the improved kenyaji way you can maximize your profit in that regards if it's um broilers and layers you're limited to meat and disposing of the old layers the broilers is just meat that's it Oh, it's just purely for me. Yeah, the manure. Oh, and manure. But the manure is very important. Uh, if you also have a farm where you're growing the crops, it's really beneficial to the crops. Chicken manure is very good for fish. Chicken poop. For fish? Yes. What do you mean for fish? Fish love chicken poop. For real? So you can actually even do... Uh, you can actually do the farming both at the same time chicken and fish yes yeah? ah, mm-hmm. i i really did not know that they love it to eat it or they eat it oh my god <laughs> i was hoping you'd not say that <laughs> but you eat it <laughs> but anyway uh one tiny speck i have so um i've forgotten to talk about the incubator mm-hmm. many people just see or hear about incubators but they do not know what they do Please explain to us what exactly do incubators do and how they are important to large-scale farming. Incubators are essentially used to hatch eggs mm-hmm. or to incubate the development of chicks inside the eggs. So a chicken does not need to be there? No. To, uh-huh. It doesn't. Uh-huh. You just need um, an incubator. Now, they depends... On the size you want, mm-hmm. you can get from ten. Uh, create an uh, incubator that's with a capacity of ten to ten thousand. Now that's large scale. For ten thousand, that's large scale. Ten thousand eggs. Yes. Oh my god. They are automated. Uh, automated. And how is the electricity consumption? Again, it depends on the size of the incubator. Okay. Because. They use, they need, they have heating elements, mm-hmm. fans, okay. uh, but you have a thermostat to control all that. Okay. Uh, I don't have a cu- incubator myself, but it shouldn't much, be that expensive. How much does it, it go depend- for? Approximately? You can get 15, anywhere from 10,000 to... To infinity. Yes, to- <laughs> you can get a million 
finish healing the cube and stuff. Depends on the size, the capacity, how many eggs it can accommodate. Okay. Then automation. Okay. Parting shot. Any parting shot words? Don't be scared. Every business, it's a risk. You you have to you have to prepare yourself for the risks and how you're going to handle the risks. If you don't take into account the risks, then you're going to fail and you won't be able to get up. So there are seasons that you'll find you, the business is very good. And there are seasons that you'll find the business is very slow. And there are seasons it will just be bad, like terrible. And that's where your research comes in. And then you realize at this stage, there's something that I need to improve. It might not be a problem on your side. It might be a problem that is global. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like COVID, you know, you can't control that. Yeah. But if you have a poor environment for your chicken, maybe you don't have the right conditions for your chicken coop, that's on you. You need to improve. And that's why you go back on your research and you realize, hey, I need to do this. My vet said my that if I see my chickens behaving this, I need to improve this and that will increase production. But don't let the seasons uh, bring you down. Just keep on, keep on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Texas, for uh, you know sharing all that with us. Big Texas. Mr. Big Texas. Okay, we are sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. It has been such a good time. We have shared such a good time, and we've learned a lot. I hope you also learned a lot. Um. So yeah. Thank you. Well. We've had such an amazing, amazing time. Thank you so much, Mr. Big Texas, for sharing all that information about chicken. Oh my God, I also did not know some of the things that you've shared with us. You know, I've also learned a lot and I hope you guys out there have also learned some one, two, three things about chicken breeding, rearing, you know, production and all that. And if you're a young person, maybe you do not have a job, you know, Mm. kindly think about chicken farming, chicken production. If you have a small uh, land that you can spare, you know, for ch- the chicken setup, please do that. Because um, if you do it the right way, and if you do your research well, it's the output is great, yeah? Yeah. The output is great. And it's something that you can even do long term. You can start with um, a small scale, and then you can expand to large scale. Yeah. So, Mr. Big Texas... As you said, we should call you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for sharing all this information with us. Welcome. And uh, it's a pleasure being on here. Uh I'm glad uh, to share this info. Uh, It's never purposeful if you don't, if you're successful in a business and you don't share out your information. I started this right after high school. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So... Anyone who takes this information and it helps, I'm really glad and I hope that it takes them far. But don't stop at this info. Really, really appreciate it if you look at our information that is there on the internet. You know, don't just stick to one thing. Keep on learning and progressing. 
Yep. Okay, okay. Those um, are some very encouraging words. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. We hope that you're going to uh, see you, okay, hear you again yes. <laughs> for our listeners. We're going to hear you again. You're going to come some other time to tell us about other sectors in life because I know you're you're into so many sectors yes that are important in it life. will be a pleasure thank you so much welcome <laughs>